Welcome to Pine Night Podcast. This is O.T. Shane. And Josh. And we are here at Independence Brewing Company. And we are going to be um, talking about their beer and everything. But first, I want to tell everybody that who we are. If you have not heard us before, uh, we started doing a podcast about three months ago. And we just started out of our living room. And we just were like, okay, you, you know what? Uh, we love beer. Uh, we love the different flavors, but we don't know much about beer. Right. So uh, the idea was to begin a journey on the, of learning about beer because we know there's a lot of people that are very, very knowledgeable about beer. But the common consensus is that people just really enjoy beer. And craft brewing is blowing up and people are starting to learn more about beer. So, you know, we want to become experts on beer and how it's done and, and the different processes of how to make a great beer and just talk about that. And so, we want our listeners to follow along so they can learn yeah, with us. Yeah, we want to bring you all along. Exactly. Come, come, come ride with us. I yeah, mean, come learn, learn with, with us. us. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, without further ado, we're going to start talking about uh, different topics and we have a little bit of, of uh, preparation. Yeah, train. so uh, now go ahead, guys. I, I, so... My name is Shane Tapia. I'm 30 years old. Actually turning 31 in like two weeks. It's kind of scary. I'm sorry. But I look like I'm like <laughs> 20. It's it a like common issue that I have. 15. Um, yeah. 15. Probably yeah. something like that. Mm, yeah. Maybe um, 18. But um, I've always been passionate about craft beer, but just like the majority of people, I'm not, I was never too well versed on it. And um, me and the guys, of course, just, you know, we wanted, we wanted to not only drink this amazing beer that all these brewers make and everything, but we wanted to know more about it. And that way, the, I feel like the more you know about something and the, the more you study it, the when you taste something, it, it's, it tastes different. And you can really break everything down um, piece by piece. You and start learning dis- the flavors. Dis- exactly, and distinguishing every little piece of it. So Your own senses. Uh, I mean, your taste I'm, right now, I'm enjoying this journey. We've learned so much. We've got to know a lot of great people. But... Um, um, Basically, that's it. Um, I'm just I, I got a I got a nine to five outside of this, and um, I live here in Austin. I love life. I'm from Las Cruces, New Mexico, uh, representing the uh, the Zia the Zia symbol. Everybody out in New Mexico, what up? And them, and MSU, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. That's awesome. who I am, Josh. Yep. I am Josh Massey. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my background starts with these guys, too. You know, we started small, you know, in the living room, kind of just doing our thing, wanting to learn about beer. And we figured, hey, well, as we learn beer, why not bring everyone with us? Um, aside from that, though, I am 26 years old from El Valle, more specifically Brownsville. And Hello. pretty much, I mean, I grew up there my whole life in a border town, different culture, so everything. Sorry. Yeah, I mean... It was definitely an, an experience, <laughs> and um, yeah, I came up to Austin maybe about three and a half, four years ago, and it has been the most wonderful, beautiful place that I have visited yet so far. Um, people, amazing. Places like this, Independence Brewery, uh, amazing. Heaven. Yeah, you, you can find whatever your taste is, whatever mood you're in, you, there's something to do, always, yeah. always. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little bit about myself. And let's go ahead and kick it with the... Actually, Oti, we need a little bit more about you. Oh, yeah. Well, so my name is Otilio Reyes. My full name is Otilio Alberto Reyes Rodriguez. Ah. <laughs> and, you know, I was, I was born uh, outside of Mexico City in a little town. Well, it's a big town now. It's like more than a million people, uh, Cuernavaca. And it's got a great history. But, you know, I moved into to the United States in 1995. My parents are professors at New Mexico State University. I went there to school. 
It took me 10 years to graduate, <laughs> or a little bit more, and I'm finally... Hey, you just got all three of your degrees now. But you graduated. I, I finally got three degrees, and they're finally sending them to me after I paid them <laughs> off. So, uh, it's, you know, it's great to have that. Uh, I'm surviving. It, I started school, college in 2002, so you can gauge my age by that. I kind of aged myself, but I can tell you I'm 32. I'm probably the oldest guy in the podcast. Um, so we're next, missing Rudy, by the way. Rudy, yeah, we miss yeah. you, brother. We also we also have Rudy. We'll give you a little introduction from him. Uh, his name is Rudy and uh, Lara, and he is an Austinite, actually. He's so a rare breed. He's born and raised. Yeah. They call him unicorns. Yeah, exactly. So he, you know, he brings a different uh, outlook into the podcast because he's the only one that was born here. So he has a lot of knowledge about uh, Austin and a lot of knowledge about beer. He he's he's he actually has a huge book that he's been reading they call it the brewer's guide or something like that mm-hmm. and it's just it's just it's like an encyclopedia of knowledge for beer right. so it's a great addition to the team so um, yeah that's a little bit about me and now we can talk about the rest of the things that we want to talk about all right guys so we're here at independence brewery and we're just doing a live podcast we're outside with the, you know with with the crowd everybody's inside actually doing an event right now they always have things going on here but um, we're we here we're here pretty often because it's such a great atmosphere and we find ourselves here often just because so first off i'm gonna give you guys the address because you gotta come out here it's 3913 todd lane suite number 607 i don't know if it's suite or street number 607 austin texas 78744 so it's inside of like a warehouse area it's behind like these office buildings really hidden but once you find it and once you know it's there you don't want to leave because it's like this hidden gem of like just amazing like atmosphere of people and then you have like all these amazing beers the breweries right here you could do a little tour during the day um go to their website you can check everything out they have a list of all the things going on but I, i'm telling you right now i've been here i don't know how many times ready and they've become family everybody here is really nice and aside from that um all the, the go ahead oh yeah sorry uh, the vibe itself is just <laughs> i mean he kind of already touched point how yeah. relaxing it feels uh, i came here for the first time the last sunday of last month and it was just if it, 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 it i've never been here before and i felt like talking to the bartender it felt like as if i'd known him for years the people around me i felt comfortable i mean i don't know if it's the, because it's a bunch of like the, the, the atmosphere of, aside from it but it's kind of it's like being in Austin, but not in Austin, because you're not looking around at all these cars. You're not looking around at crowds. You're not waiting at a bar to get a beer, you know, and talking to someone who's just like, yeah, get get, get this beer, get this beer, get this beer. I mean, we're, we're, you're talking to people who know their beers, not just Independence Brewery beers, but all the beers. The people are great. The events they have are so much fun. Yeah. So what, what kind of event is going on right now, Josh? Uh, so, for example, tonight, it's Thursday, and on Thursdays, what they usually have is they have a group called Geeks Who Drink, mm-hmm. and they go over to different pubs uh, that start in Denver, Colorado, and they are actually at, um, I'm not sure as far as contracts goes, but they are at 600 different pubs across 35 states in America. Yeah, they had some pubs back in New Mexico when I was going to college that did it as well, so they're pretty big, but I mean, it's nice to see that they're here at Independence yeah. Brewery. Yeah. And it's so cool. I mean, it, it, it brings a different crowd in. It's uh, it's basically a trivia while you drink and completely free, but they do highly recommend that you get food and you drink. And uh, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a very welcoming community. Even if you didn't know the event was coming on, if you just came here with some friends, you would realize, hey guys, let, let, let's do this. You know, right. just, just like last Sunday, um, yeah. Shane, Shane and I came over here for, for, we didn't expect anything of it. It was just a Sunday, and we were like, hey, let's just grab a couple of drinks. Grab a couple of drinks. Yeah, it's, I mean, Sunday fun day in Austin is right. huge. Everyone loves to day drink on Sundays. 
So we're like, yeah, let's do it. And instead of going to these overly packed brunch places, getting your typical dollar mimosas watered down, we decided, hey, let's go to a brewery. You know, let's, let's give back to the local culture. And yep. yeah, we, we, we ended up here at Independence Brewery. It was wonderful. I was able to bring my own pet, which they are very pet friendly, not just outside, but inside as well. Yes, I love that. Yes, he, I mean, pets are big in Austin, but my little furry friend is my furry friend. Right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we, we stumbled in and it was great. We started drinking for a little bit. And then we found out they had live stand-up live comedy. Yeah, and we came like, unexpected on that and it was amazing. Yeah. It was so funny. I mean, it started off a little rough. It, at first it's like, okay, cool. You know, kind of getting into it. But you by guys. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it started off with like a laugh here and there. By the end of the- They the, just got funnier yes. and funnier. I ended up just laughing so hard. I mean, to this day, Shane and I, st- we were, so, we, got, we got bit by the comedy bug. And the next week we bought tickets to Ari Shafir uh, his comedy show just because of that day like yeah. that night we had so much fun and Ari Shafir killed it yes. by the way not to get into that but that was yeah. that was the guy's talented he's talented but, but I mean yeah as far as the stand up comedy I mean if you want to it's the last Sunday of every single month uh, I mean pretty much jump on your calendar like the last on every single month and that's exactly when they're having their event so for example if you come this Sunday November 27th you will definitely see me here Shane Otilio, we're all going to be here. We're going to be watching the live stand-up comedy because it is hilarious. We yeah. hope to see you all here. Yeah, they're doing a really good job about, you know, bringing events out here and making the crowd feel comfortable because it's it's a hidden little gem. And when you find this place, you don't really want to leave and you want to tell more people about it. But you want to, you, it's like one of those things where you don't want to, you want to tell more people. We don't want to tell too many people because it's so awesome that you don't want to be, like, saturated. It's one of those. But spots. it's like you also want to give back to independence because they're so yes. awesome. It's like it, it puts you in a weird spot. But I love it here, man. So come out here. Bring your friends. It's a neat location. Uh, always have a DD or find a way to get back home because you're going to have a lot of beer. And a lot of fun. Oh, definitely a lot of fun. So, um, aside from that, and honestly, I'm telling you guys right now, we're not at all being paid by Independence Brewery at all because we seriously just love this place and we love Austin. We love Austin breweries. We love local everything. And Independence, honestly, from day one, they've been supporting us and we will forever support them. I mean, that's the way I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. Like, like last time we came out, we hung out with them for a little bit. We watched live stand up comedy. Uh, talked a little about the podcast and this I mean they invited us over to have a podcast we're here at Independence Brewery having a podcast I mean they're nice enough to let us do that it's it's amazing and yeah dude I I gotta have to say and I I do have to say I want to thank Amy Sundahl and her father and her actually her whole family Brad as well for uh, introducing me to Independence Brewery and where it's at and you know showing me the, the culture and the lifestyle of it because everybody here is so amazing man they really are yeah so it's just I feel like I'm at and, home right now you know, <laughs> yes sir um, really that's how it feels I mean moving on to other topics uh, let's see one thing I did want to talk about that I thought was freaking cool so uh, recently we're um, trying to pick up some more you know doing uh, things with the community trying to get more involved and uh, I recently started doing some research on Austin Pets Alive now thanks to Austin Pets Alive they're the reason why Austin is a no kill zone what that means is some cities states if you're not familiar uh, if you take a dog to the pound the instant they, they'll, they'll kill them automatically just because of overflow or things like that right so Austin pets alive they have so many different programs that they've established not just fosters but just programs in general uh, that help keep these animals or help keep this area no kill zone i mean we've been hit with right. storms we've been hit with uh, natural disasters to where the overflow of pets that are in these uh, areas they, they can't stay there because of the flooding and 
it's amazing the support that you see that comes from Austin. The, the day after, when they reached out for help, they're like, hey, guys, starting 9 a.m. tomorrow, we, we need people to come uh, help out, foster these dogs for a little bit until we can clean up the, you know, the cages. Right. And they had lines. Yeah. A line of people. So huge listeners, I don't know if you understand. I, I know a lot of you who follow us right now because we're just we're just kind of getting ground here. You're either from here in Austin or you're from our hometowns. So you either been or haven't been to Austin. But you have to understand that Austin, the people around Austin, they are very Beautiful. supportive and like they back each other up and they back each other up, back up their community so much. So uh, Austin Pets Alive is a huge thing. So like Josh was saying, like when Austin Pets Live reached out to the community. The community answered, and it was pretty badass. And the things that, like, so one event that I really want to talk about, because I thought it was the coolest thing ever, is they have this one thing uh, that they do. They, it's kind of like a bigger little program. Uh, if you're not familiar with the big and little program, is basically, obviously, you're the big, and what you do is you take a little. Uh, it started off with foster kids. You take a foster kid, um, pretty much you're his big. You take him out, get him outside of the home. I mean, what he's talking about right now, folks, is puppies and kittens. Yes. <laughs> so Austin Pets Alive did that with dogs. So you can actually foster dogs, not for long periods of time. You, you know, and it counts as volunteer hours. It, it, it you're doing something for the community. They have different programs. You can have sleepover nights, and what you do is you register for a sleepover. You get a dog. Um, obviously, he sleeps over. Uh, you have date um, day dates. They call them play dates. And those you can take them throughout the day. So let's say you're going to go to the Green Belt, you're going to go hiking, tra- the park, Lake Travis, uh, wherever you're going, you can take them with you and you can kind of get them out of the shelter and show them, hey, this is what else there is out there. Um, they even have sleepovers. Uh, 24 hours you can take a dog in and have him stay over with you, take care of him. Instead of him sleeping on a sh- in the shelter, you- he's sleeping in, a- in your home. Uh, I thought that that was just amazing you know the the idea behind that it was great it's a, it's a way to get people who don't have the time or can't necessarily foster dogs for months at a time but if they have a weekend or if they have a 24-hour note or you know if that if you're not doing anything for a weekend why not get a dog yeah so you and otilio this weekend are doing some volunteer work for yes. awesome pets live and i'm going to try to join myself but um how did you guys go about signing up because I, st- I, I'm not gonna lie, I still need to sign up. I, I know you guys asked me to, but I'm going to. Uh, Attila is the most recent one to sign up, so I'm gonna yeah. let him take this one. Yeah, actually, when Josh signed up, you have to actually go to a location for the orientation, as I understand it. By Town Lake, yeah. By Town Lake, which is a great place to go, but uh, they've actually upgraded their system, and now you can actually even go to the orientation online. So it's an event that you sign up through Eventbrite, mm-hmm. and uh, you pay $30, and $30 gets you a shirt for you know, volunteering. And a donation, and, uh, too. Towards it's it. a donation towards it, of course. And then uh, what you do is it's like an hour orientation, an hour and 20-minute video that you watch, and they tell you a little bit of their history, who started it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great story, actually, when, when you really – you can even just look it up on Asking Pets Alive on their YouTube channel. You don't even have to sign up for it, but you learn a lot about it, about how it, Austin has become a no kill zone because of them mm-hmm. um you know the, the the lady that started it is a vet that moved to austin and she realized how austin was i think only 14 percent of, of the animals were were getting adopted mm-hmm. and all of the other ones were getting put down so it's right. it, you know it's really interesting that now i think they have a 98 percent save ratio 
which is incredible. It's crazy it, how one person can make an impact yeah, like that. It, exactly. On a so it's just it's amazing, and you know the the people here are so supportive about it. Right. They get a lot of people that sign up to help, but they always need more people. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I went up there to sign up for some of the events. Uh, it's, it's just great. So, uh, yeah, that's all. They've saved more than 25,000 dogs and cats since 2008. 25,000. That's yeah. quite a bit. And I know you guys both love your dogs. I don't currently have a pet, but I love your guys' dog so much. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I probably should go out there and adopt one. But I know with uh, our current rent situation, it's kind of <laughs> hard because, we, you know. But um, it, really, it's, it really is an undertaking when you take a dog. It's, it's kind of like having a kid. It's it just really, like having a kid. Yeah, absolutely. and you know, but, but the benefits of uh, having a dog are... Uh, uh, th- there's no way to to put a price to it or anything because yeah. you just beca- you just form a bond with this creature that it, it it's all love like like dogs are always gonna be happy to see Dude, you. I've Man never I've ne- it, ne- it blows my mind. You, you you your dog doesn't see you for what eight or nine hours a day because mm-hmm. you're at work. You you know you're you're gone for so long and they and they treat you and they see you and they act like the way they respond to you is like they you know they missed you for like three months or something like that you haven't seen you in so long nothing like, but love comes out yeah of them. It's, it's amazing man like you you don't get that from you can't get that from anything you can't get in that this from world, a human, in, yeah. my, in my opinion i mean yeah yeah it's true it i i it, yeah like it's like you said i come home i need to find a lady that'll treat me the way woody and <laughs> in watley does oh, aren't we all when i enter the house <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a great experience so but you know getting back to the beers yeah um, i want to talk about the beers that we've been drinking uh because they're really great beers they're very tasty and as we mentioned before craft beer has opened our eyes to a lot of different flavors i I know before when i first had my first beer i remember when i turned 21 i didn't drink anything before i was 21 uh when i had my first beer and this is that's a true story i'm serious so uh i actually turned 21 and my friends were like you're 21 go get some alcohol and i was like oh what do i get and they were just (laughs) like just go this is a rite of passage you know so I went to the store. It was the uh, Pickwick on University for all the Las Cruces folks right there. Uh, on Union, actually. And uh, <laughs> so I grabbed a 30-pack of Budweiser. They have 30-packs. Just to let you guys know, because a lot of you are from Austin, they have 30-packs of beer in New Mexico, which I don't think I, I've seen they other do. than like El Paso, Texas. Well, no, they do have them in Texas, but not in the big cities. Oh, okay. uh, they don't have them in Houston uh, proper, and they don't have them in Austin. But if you go to the smaller towns, they do oh, have okay, them. Oh, gotcha. okay, gotcha. Okay, continue. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I got the beer, and, and then I, I drank it, and it was terrible. Uh, I, I was like, <laughs> how could anybody drink this, you know? And then soon after that, I, uh, you know, I drank a couple other beers, you know, the, the terrible ones, Natural Light, Keystone, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the, the beers of choice, really, in Las Cruces are Coors Light and then uh, Bud Light and Budweiser around Yellow that belly. time. Yeah. Keep in mind, this was when I was 21, which is over 10 years ago. So now uh, I think people are, are growing their palate as far as beers grow. Absolutely. And, uh, and I have, too. I, I realized shortly thereafter, uh, you know, I started drinking other beers, which weren't really craft beers. But I, uh, I really liked um, Blue Moon. Which is uh, a Belgian style, Belgian wheat, Belgian wheat, and uh, you know that was my beer choice, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, it's so strong!" and all this, and I, I was just, I just really enjoyed it, and uh, you know, the more I started learning about other beers, then I soon found out about IPAs, and <laughs> that is my a wonderful world of IPA favorite beer. Like you know, IPAs are so rich and and just amazing. Uh, one of my favorite beers too is the Hopadillo from Carbach. Mm-hmm. That was one of my beers 
of choice with me and my friends, uh, my friend Ben, uh, Benjamin. Benji. And, uh, yeah, he loves that. And then we just we just kind of all started like sharing tips on beers and, and just learning more about beers. And, and that's why we decided to start the podcast. We all just kind of met and then we realized we all have a love for beers. Now, a love for beers doesn't mean we drink every day. You know, when we started the podcast, we were drinking every day, which was not probably the best thing to do. <laughs> but we were just I, like, we just need to know. It was the experimentation beers. process. I yeah. mean, having to see what's out there. Yeah. And then what happened that uh, just recently, Shane and Josh went out to, uh, what is it? Austin Homebrew? Uh, uh, Soco Homebrew. Soco, Soco Homebrew. Yep. Yeah. Soco Homebrew. And they bought all this stuff to, to make the beer. And uh, they've been brewing their own beer. The I'll let them talk a little bit more about that. But the, the process seems awesome. I mean, I, I I haven't been really involved in it, but it looks like it's going really well. And we're excited to try their beer. It's gonna be ready to drink in about a week. Sunday, actually Sunday. West Coast Pale Ale. That's our first batch that we're doing. We're calling it uh, we're calling it Pale Ale Beta because it's our first batch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have uh, another beer actually that we're brewing right now. It's it's currently fermenting in the carboy, but it's uh, it's it's just a clone of a fat tire. But the reason we decided to do a clone because we were going to initially stay away from them. But in order for us to understand our beer more, we need to take a beer that exists, brew it from home, and then taste the difference from what a beer that is massively manufactured to a small car five gallon carboy and taste the difference and say okay, that really will help us distinguish what beer can taste like from one you know one small production to a very large mass production so that was the reason behind that once we once we get the understanding of that what we really want to do is take a like we have our west coast pale ale we want to customize that and kind of turn into our own thing right now it's it's a preset ingredient uh setup that we have that that was given to us but you know being that we're just starting off we want to really convert what we have as preset ingredients this is something that's very custom very our own product because if we can get anywhere to what like Independence Brewery has, like I love their Stash IPA, it's my favorite IPA. Uh, yeah, I like that too. It's but great. if I can come up with a product of my own and be anywhere near this stature, I'll be pretty happy. <laughs> that would be amazing. Actually, I mean that's uh, at this point, I mean that's kind of a dream job is being able to. Obviously, starting a brewery would be the most amazing thing in the world, but just being being a brewer alone, being able to see this, um, like Shane was saying, we're, we're, we're brewing on a small level, a homebrew level. So we're still doing with the five gallon pot. Um, you know, everything is in five gallon increments, uh, at this point. But when you, when you go to brewery, you see this giant pot, I mean, these giant metal cans just got like two stories high. You have no idea what's going on. That's another reason why I started brewing too, is because we wanted to see like I'd go see. I'd see all this equipment, and I was thinking to myself, "Well, there, it it's probably as simple in, in its own way once you know what you're doing, uh, but you got to see it first. Right. So yeah, we started brewing, and we, now that we go to like other breweries, we check it out. We're like, "Oh yeah, look at that it giant! It all comes together. Now yeah, that giant sense. ass pot over there. That's what we have in a little five gallon container. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's nice here. Like, so here at Independence Brewery, like we've come here, and the they 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 welcome us with open arms. So they show us around. Um, Matt here, he's the uh, he's a room manager. He's been very nice with us and helping us out and showing us around. But um, it's nice to see what a brewery like Independence can do and how they can produce for the masses. Even though it's just mostly Austin and surrounding areas, but um, it's definitely a, a a nice little powerhouse that they have. And hopefully, we can get there one day. Oh yeah, it's. A, I mean, I highly recommend it if you're a beer enthusiast or even if you're just looking for a new hobby. Um, 
depending on where you're at, kits kits aren't that bad. No. I mean, you're looking at for under two hundred dollars, you can buy the kit. You can buy the supplies, the yeah. wheat, the grain, the hops, the yeast, um, the cleaning solution. I mean, every piece, everything that you would need except for the water, you can buy for under two hundred dollars. And that's just the first investment. After that, it's thirty-five dollars to forty dollars just for the supplies right. itself, and it's something you can do all the time. One thing me and Josh learned, so. I feel like we did a lot of research, a ton of research. We're we're hard, we're very hard on ourselves about critiquing each other and also making like the best product we can and researching and, and, and fact checking each other. But one thing we learned about our home brewing and one thing I've learned that these brewers have to deal with every day is just sanitization. Like oh, you have God, to be clean as possible. You have to be clean as possible. Like boy in a bubble clean. Yeah, I'm and not it's, kidding. And the cleaner, the, the better. The the better your beer tastes. Uh, you don't want any outside elements ruining your your beer. It could really affect everything. Usually with unless yeast and unless sugar. you're brewing Belgian style. Unless you're brewing Belgian style. True, true, true. Belgian styles. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's it's a uh, Belgian style. Oop. but it's it's uh it's been interesting it's definitely helping us i I feel like if a lot of our listeners out there you know you 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 talk you you know about beer you drink beer like us and you uh you enjoy it but you really don't appreciate it the way you do until you really start making it for yourself i feel like i should have done this a long time ago i've talked about it for years and i'm kind of upset with myself for the fact that i just didn't do this sooner it's more but uh, very it's, small it, investment. It, it was for, harder. Yeah. It was harder then too because you didn't have the research online. You didn't have the forums that right. they have now. Um, not only that, but yes, we are in Austin and it is a huge craft area. So we are able to find something like SoCo Homebrew where mm-hmm. they can so easily just walk in, you know, talk to a person face to face, hear about the things that go wrong, things that you can do to make better, things like that. Right. That's the reason why a lot of people don't start it. But man, if you just Buy the kit, watch a couple of YouTube videos. It's really all you need. And just yeah. emphasize on being clean. Yeah. And, and that's it. it, it yep. you, can, you can take it from there. Everyone can do this. Right. Yep. It's, it's almost as simple as following a recipe to make dinner. Another thing about that is that I believe each batch that you guys are making brews up like 40 to 50 beers. Is that 50 correct? 50 beers. Right. Mm-hmm. 50 beers. So think about that. The investment, the initial investment is 200 then you got 35 40 bucks after that 35 for the bucks for a batch yeah. of 50 and then you're bottling 50 beers i mean no the, after the, that the it's a, it's just waiting sailing. time <laughs> yeah it's a yeah. wait time yeah, yeah exactly and, and if you get and you can continue, you can overlap too i mean that's what shane and i are doing right now is we started a batch and we, we bottled it boys. after we bottled it we started brewing the other one mm-hmm. so once one batch comes out in 2 weeks we have another batch coming out yeah. we're going to try to keep that going so every 2 weeks to a week we have a new batch coming out and then and soon just, we're going to invest and in another one and it saves you money if you drink quite a few Beers, yes, right? fifty yeah. beers for thirty-five bucks, and I mean, and if you if you're complaining about having oh well, what about the excess beer? I can't drink that much beer. Well, when you have a get together or whenever you go somewhere, hey man, uh, tell your friends don't 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 buy a six pack. Instead of instead of paying six eighty-five, six ninety-five for a Michelob Ultra six pack, how about you just pay me a dollar a beer, and I'll give you an amazing homebrew beer, right. and that's how you can make your money back and still keep going and still continue your brew and right. Yeah. It's it very, makes, so, it makes it's very you feel sustainable. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yours. It's your baby. It's like, I mean, every, when, you, when you're cooking and you're sitting at the microwave looking at that microwave for the longest two minutes of your life, 
Imagine waiting three weeks and finally tasting. Are you your talking beer. about like hot pockets? <laughs> yes, I was talking about. Those hot are pockets. the longest two minutes of your life. Right, that's what we're making right now with our beer. We're making hot pockets. Yeah. Independence Brewery over here is making like a five course meal. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> the cordon bleu of beer. The cordon bleu of beer. In case y'all want to put an image to things. Yeah, another, another really. We're great, making hot pockets. Another really great thing about Austin is that homebrew club. Uh, or the Homebrew Association. I don't know what it's called necessarily, but these guys are homebrewers that are doing what you guys are doing, and uh, they come together, and everybody kind of tastes their different beers and stuff, and you get to share, like, your creation. Oh, they have local events all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I encourage you guys to check that out, too, because it's a great group of people. Uh, We met one of the people, one of the founders. She said that her and her husband actually started brewing beer for some sort of... um, it was like a, a fundraiser for their kids or something like okay. that, and then it became huge all of a sudden. Like there, people are, loved yeah, it. Yeah, people loved it, and then you know they had they have they have uh, events like you said, and they just people meet up and talk about their beer and uh, taste their different beers, and you'd be amazed to find out how many people are into this, and it, it's great. It's really great because you know some of these, a lot of these brewing companies started like that, and now they're huge because they're huge. <laughs> <laughs> how else are you gonna test your beer? I mean, how. That, that, that's the best way. When, once you brew a couple batches and once you get over the excitement of, you know, seeing your friends' faces try your beer for the first time, I mean, take it, take it to one of these events. They're very, they're very, very comforting. You know, you, you walk into one of these events and, yes, you, your beer is at a competition, a taste competition with everyone else. Uh, but it's a very good criticism, like, critical competition. So it's something that you go to, you put your beer out, and if it just sucks which I'm sure I'm, I'd hope your friends would tell you that first but if it just sucks you don't have to worry you know they, will, they won't just tell you that it sucks they won't just tell you you got a certain place they'll tell you hey by tasting your beer these are the things that you could have done to fix it they're there to help and that's, that, that's just a good way that you can get out test your beer out because you don't you never know who knows you could have the next Austin brewery you, you don't know yeah so, um, okay, well, uh, do you guys have any other kind of things you want to talk about as far as brewing? Or... Do we have any upcoming events? I mean, yeah, I think, I think we're good. 